Please join us for Northern Apostle Radio's Witness to Hope, the show where you can listen to inspiring stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. Hearing how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance, even through some of life's most difficult challenges, can inspire us to trust in God's loving care for us, even when we don't understand His ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3-5, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. Listen now as Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral, talks with today's guest. Welcome, everyone. I'm Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral. I'm here in the studio of Northern Apostle Radio with Faye Presley, our station manager, in another episode of Witness to Hope, our special guest today is Molly Bennett Johnston, who's going to share with us her journey with her son Jimmy and the blessings of the Lord in their lives. So welcome, Molly. Just first of all, for our listeners, if you could talk about your family, the family you grew up in, the Bennett family, how many members in the family, and special qualities of the family life that you've shared with them. Sure. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Marquette with uh, mom and a dad and three sisters. I was the youngest of four girls, and we were pretty close, all within seven years' age. It was a solid family life, very loving and supportive, traditional Catholic family, strong values, and very faithful. And my parents taught us a firm sense of what's right and wrong and about the truth, and they, their example really emphasized for us the importance of hard work family and faith. And I think an extension of our home family life was um, my dad started working at Baycliff and therapy therapy camp for handicapped children mm-hmm. when I was five. And so since age five, I spent my life, my summers <laughs> up there. And that was kind of an extension of family life for us. And I think the culture up there really influenced us and our formation. It was a culture of living out your faith in action, Mm -hmm. in service to others. And my dad was always working extremely hard, very dedicated to service. And my mom was always emptying herself and uh, Mm. giving herself away. So that was a big part of our family life. Mm -hmm. And and then I think because of Baycliffe's mission, the underlying emphasis was the precious value of every person and regardless of function or disability. So that culture of life was really prominent in our upbringing and kept us grounded in what's important and what isn't and that everyone deserves to live life to the fullest. So Mm. it was a real gift Mm -hmm. in our family life. Mm -hmm. And like you say, an extension of the family and that faith foundation. Mm -hmm. And your dad is just retiring from Baycliffe, correct? In December. Wow. Yes, yep. Wow. Thank you, Molly. Maybe you could talk about your life situation when you became pregnant for Jimmy and what helped you embrace the challenges then? Well, I had just graduated college with a bachelor's degree, and I planned to go on for my master's. And I was single and 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And 
it was a difficult journey embracing the challenges of the pregnancy and the decisions that go along with that. I would say number one of what helped me embrace those challenges were my parents mm. and they showed me unconditional love and support. They really showed me the unconditional love of God the Father. And and then also other family and friends that really proved that there is a love that's non-judgmental and encouraging mm. and how everyone just embraced the goodness out of it that mm-hmm. that every new life is so precious mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how it came or where it, where it came from it's a it's a new life mm-hmm. and i think that my family is what began me on that, that journey of moving from fear and shame into a healthy guilt where you acknowledge mm-hmm. your contrition and mm-hmm. come to terms with you know your faith and Christ and his redemption and that really opened the door for me to welcome in the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. and let the Spirit transform me by his grace mm-hmm. and I know it's only by that power that we can move from guilt into forgiveness and accept it and so my family began that process and also I would say a good Christian counselor that was instrumental in helping me embrace the challenges and mm. move through it. So those were the exterior influences. Um, personally, I knew that ultimately Jesus was going to have to embrace this challenge because mm. <laughs> I can't boast that I embraced it. Yeah. Um, it was Jesus through me. And mm. so I focused on returning to the basics and foundations of my faith mm. and really immersing myself in prayer I had the ability to do that because um, I wasn't working given um, the diagnosis I received. So I had time to really reflect and Mm. just let go, let God take control. I did a lot of singing. Mm. I sang a lot of songs of trust from a hymnal I had, Be Mm. Not Afraid, Mm. I Am With You Always, Here I Am, Lord, I've Heard You Calling Me, and Mm. An Amazing Grace, Just, just letting go and giving that trust and looking for His will. Um, my parents had an image of the divine mercy, a beautiful image of it, and it said, Jesus Christ, King of mercy, I trust in thee. And I spent a lot of time in front of that image, hmm. just um, meditating and reflecting and just letting God's mercy pour out upon me and cleanse me and show me what he wanted. Hmm. I'd say also there were signs from God along the way that pointed to the goodness and the the joy mm. and the type of resurrection that he was bringing about in me and through it. Mm. And those signs kind of guided me to his will. One was the diagnosis um, of my son's disability itself and receiving a generous gift from a family friend and mentor and just that sense of growing peace and lessening fear that I think we're all supposed to look for when we are trying to discern God's will. And I'd say, lastly, the um, help to embrace was from Mary. I never had a real strong relationship with Mary, the mother of God, before Mm. this. And I really found her as my spiritual mother. I drew near to her and uh, her comfort and 
mm-hmm. just took guidance in her example. I tried to enter into her experience and what she went through, mm. the similarities, and I would just let her hold me spiritually in mm. prayer, and I would um, really experience in a profound way her maternal love for all of us, and it brought me the comfort and peace of Christ, her mm-hmm. son, in a way that I had never experienced before. So that was a powerful assistance mm. to embracing whatever was coming my way. Right. Beautiful expression of all the different ways you felt the Lord entering into the challenge with you and the Blessed Mother with you, your family, such a rock of support. I always want to commend single moms and difficult pregnancies. Of thank you for choosing life and trusting in that the power of God. And So you did that and welcomed that gift of Jimmy, even with the challenges. So maybe if you could help our audience, our listening audience, know more about Jimmy's health conditions from birth and what he's gone through. Well, um, he was diagnosed at about 20 weeks on the ultrasound and diagnosed with spina bifida, the most severe form of it, myeloma meningocele and um, hydrocephalus, which is fluid on the brain mm-hmm. and which causes pressure on the brain. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for those that don't know, spina bifida is there's an opening in the backbone and the spine where it didn't close up. So the spinal cord and tissue and nerves actually protrude and are exposed out mm. um, of the opening. So that causes nerve damage. And um, as a result, you have multiple body systems affected. Uh, mm. And there's a lot involved. It's pretty complex. But to sum it up, there's uh, the effects on the brain you know, often have learning disabilities, ADHD, executive Mm. function disorders. You have a shunt to relieve the pressure on the brain. So you Mm. have risk of malfunction or infection. Mm -hmm. And then the obvious that most people see is the mobility. Mm. Uh, That's what people think of. They see someone in a wheelchair or crutches, and that's, Mm. that's where it kind of ends with their perception. There's partial paralysis below the opening, so muscle weakness and nerves that don't work. Mm. He is able to walk. He uses crutches, uh, sometimes uses a wheelchair. But he, in order to walk, is extensively braced up to his chest mm. under his clothing. And so that's, you know, something in itself to endure. And mm-hmm. he um, has the weak muscles that go along the core and legs that you have scoliosis, abnormal growth and functioning, um, muscle contractures. So lots of physical um, elements that contribute to overall function. And then there's hidden things that people don't see, like neurogenic bowel and bladder. That's um, the nerves at the very bottom of your spine that give us the ability to um, use our bowel and bladder. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that definitely is a critical part of life Mm -hmm. and is very involved for children with spina bifida. Hmm. And skin problems, they don't have feeling or lack of feeling, um, and risk of wounds and pressure, things hmm. like that. So there's a lot yeah. go, that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, it means a lot of medical intervention and monitoring, therapy appointments. He's had 11 surgeries, and hmm. but more than those specific things, I think what he's had to endure the most and is the most challenging is more the day-to-day, you know, the specific uh, appointments and surgeries, those come and go. But the day-to-day, in his situation, there's a lot of extra care and needs 
which means extra time and extra effort and really everything takes more energy. Mm. So um, he's got a lot going on, but he's a champion. He's mm-hmm. he's a champion and um, he he has come so far. I'm so proud of mm. him. Yes, he's a remarkable young guy. And you as well, just in your knowledge of all that he's gone through, you have an honorary medical degree, I think. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah. And as you mentioned before, your mom and dad have been a great support for you and Jimmy right from the beginning, and I know that myself. Maybe talk about how they've been part of experiencing the Lord's support for you both. Well, um, it's hard to summarize in concrete terms because mm-hmm. it's just so much that they've done. But like I said, their unconditional love and generosity has been an instrument and reflection of God providing and sustaining us with his love. My parents have been constantly present to offer encouragement, wisdom, lend a hand um, to lean on whenever it was needed. They would accompany us on trips to surgeries or specialists and I lived with them for a bit in the beginning, so they've done a lot. And um, I would say their spirit of service and sacrifice mm-hmm. is one that, as Christians, we can recognize it can only come from Christ, mm-hmm. and um, it's not human. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am so blessed and thankful for their faith mm-hmm. and how that has transmitted to us in such real and powerful ways. I guess just that they're, what they've done has been that glimmer of hope from the Lord that everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it. And and not only is it going to be all right, but it's going to be great. Hmm. You know, it's going to be awesome. And so that's a gift that they've, you know, helped us have. Mm-hmm. Sounds like as they've been with you in such a strong way and unconditionally loving and supporting that you've experienced the Lord being with you and that he's right with you the whole way. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, uh, as you mentioned earlier too, the um, your family having a deep connection with Baycliff, that extended family, and your dad's serving as director since the 1980s. Um, talk about Jimmy's experiences at Baycliff and how that's helped him and you both. Well, I've definitely come full circle from living in the cabins with the kids mm-hmm. to being a staff member to now being a parent. And it's it's very unique being on the parent side. Mm-hmm. He was three years old when he first went, so. Wow. Uh, that was an experience of trust, mm-hmm. and what a blessing that I knew the benefit it would be because mm-hmm. I know it's it's hard to mm-hmm. let them go, especially that young. Yeah. He he loves Baycliff. He mm-hmm. loves the environment, the activities, the atmosphere from the staff, and just the acceptance. It's It's a great place, and he just thrives there. As he's gotten a little older, he's become more articulate, and I can kind of read between the lines that it's it's more than just the fun and the excitement. Mm-hmm. He will kind of allude to the fact that he fits in there and feels accepted without judgment and that he can just be one of the kids and not mm-hmm. stand out as different. And mm-hmm. that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge for kids um, with disabilities. So I think undergirding all that excitement about camp and his love for it is that sense of belonging and acceptance. And it's also helped him with concrete goals and skills because it is a therapy camp. So mm-hmm. they work on things that will help him live more fully that you know we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's been good for his independence. I think kids with special needs, sometimes it's a challenge to 
build that independence because they do have needs that they depend on you for. So that separation has been very healthy for mm. us and for him to build that up. Mm-hmm. And I think on the family side of things, Baycliffe is really a ministry for the families as well, even though we're not the ones going there. It's a priceless respite because ongoing extra care can really strain relationships. It wears on even the strongest mm-hmm. relationships. So those opportunities he has at Baycliffe, they definitely breathe a new life into your family. And they did that for us where they help us to return to the joy and not get bogged down with mm-hmm. with the challenges, but really embrace each other and our love for each other. Mm-hmm. Be refreshed, hey? Yeah, mm-hmm. refreshing. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, if it's, it's probably hard to think of all the ways, but what have you learned from Jimmy and from being his mom? Well, lots. <laughs> Every <laughs> parent learns so much. And I think that maybe when there's special needs involved, you learn to a little bit more intense degree. The crucible is slightly hotter. <laughs> so <laughs> there's more patience needed and the psychological and emotional endurance that mm. I've been taught is tremendous. And that truth that we have to trust in the Lord and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy has taught me flexibility because you never know what complications are around the next mm. corner. And sometimes just when you feel like you've hit your stride, something new comes up and mm-hmm. you just got to be flexible and roll with it. Mm. And I think like with all parents, self-sacrifice has been a big part of the lessons he's given me because all parents have to sacrifice themselves, but when there's more needs, there's mm-hmm. more that you have to give and mm-hmm. more to sacrifice. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot that I've learned. He also is hes so good at being in awe of the world and having a joy for everything. He's shown me to look for the silver lining, to practice looking for the blessings and everything, mm-hmm. and to find that fruitfulness and that joy of Christ that you can find in anything, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, even things that seem so dark. So uh, Jimmy has really shown me that in his love for life and his joy mm-hmm. for everything around him to appreciate those little, little things that you know sometimes we don't even notice. Mm-hmm. To take nothing for granted because everything is a gift. And that's, uh, I guess, yeah, a lot of what he's taught in me. Yeah, beautiful. Surprised by grace, surprised by joy, and, and even the littlest things. Mm-hmm. And maybe to add to that, anything else you'd say about how what's the Lord teaching you through this journey in faith? Well, surrender and trust in Him completely, mm-hmm. <laughs> holding nothing back, mm-hmm. and clinging to the truths of Christ and the faith. Um, no matter the storm around me, that's what will sustain me. And uh, he's shown me that time and time again. The Lord has taught me to see Jesus and his love revealed in those around me. Mm-hmm. And um, that he works in such mysterious ways mm-hmm. and unexpected ways. <laughs> so he's surprising and he will use everything for good mm-hmm. if we cooperate with his grace and allow him to. So he has proven that to me time mm-hmm. and time again. I guess to view everything through the lens of faith and redemption and 
that our lives are kind of made up of moments of being transformed by his redeeming love and that these journeys we're on are filled with these opportunities for little resurrections all along the way. And that's what my faith journey has been to me is Mm. just countless examples of him continually. I fall down, he resurrects me. I fall down, Mm -hmm. he resurrects me. And Mm. ultimately, you know, he's shown me and taught me that no matter what comes my way, no matter how difficult, my hope is always in the Lord and Mm -hmm. we will flourish together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been a wonderful example of that as I've known you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you've persevered for many years as a single mom till just last year marrying your husband, Jim. Uh, What encouragements would you give to single moms, Molly? Gosh, well, I would admit that the challenge is real and Mm -hmm. that it's very hard and that that's because God designed families to have both a mom and a dad. Mm. When that's not the case and it's hard, it's not something that's wrong with you. It's um, just because of the design. Mm. I would say don't be too hard on yourself Hmm. and ask for help because there are people out there who want to help and are called to minister to you and they need to know who you are. They need to know what you need. And uh, I would say that there's humility in asking, but that that can be very healing. Mm. I would tell single moms that they should look to their faith communities for support, Mm. especially if they don't have a family support. Too many endure loneliness and isolation because they're afraid to reach out Mm. and ashamed that they're struggling. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Don't be embarrassed. You're Mm -hmm. doing the job of two people Mm -hmm. by yourself. So... Mm. I'd say, you know, you are not less than because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell them to remember not to lose sight of how God's holding them in the palm of his hand and that Jesus and all the angels and saints in heaven are spiritually embracing you and that you just need to allow them to accompany you on this journey and trust that God has a plan for you. I know I would go to my holy hour and outside the adoration chapel there was the jeremiah uh, 29 i believe Mm -hmm. for i know the plans i have for you plans for welfare not for woe and every time i would read it and reread it and reread it and that just that really helped me through my moments Mm -hmm. as a single mother you're not alone you're loved by the greatest love there is Mm -hmm. and I would say place your singleness in God's hands and trust that he has a plan and celebrate what's in front of you. Celebrate the gifts in front of you because it's easy to get caught up in your wishes and your plans and hopes. And God is doing marvelous things in your life right here, right now. And no matter what his plan is for you, love your children and the gifts that they are. Hmm. Beautiful encouragements, Molly. Um, How have you seen Jimmy respond now to having Jim in his life as father? He is thrilled to have a dad at last. He has always loved Jim since he's known him. And um, now that Jim is his very own dad, it's monumental for him. Mm. I think it's wonderful to see his joy at having Jim as father. And they can live out all the adventures that (laughs) boys dream of and those special connections between father and son. Um, It's super exciting for him and for me Mm. to see I think um, Jimmy's blossoming under the influence of a loving father in his life. And mm. I'm so thankful that it was God's will to you mm. know, bring us together. 
I think it's a testimony to the importance of fathers and just their unique role. They have mm-hmm. a, such a special gift and a testimony to God's amazing design. Mm. I think that as a family, we are just so thankful. And Jim embraces Jimmy with such dedication and love that, you know, Christ is the source of that in him. And we are just celebrating constantly that God Mm. provides. Mm -hmm. And he has provided and will continue to provide. Yeah. Just as you said before, God's design Mm -hmm. for marriage and family, the ideal. And now you have a second child, Virginia. How has this been for you all? Wonderful. It's <laughs> it's been exciting and um, so much joy and such a wonderful experience bringing a baby girl into our family and experiencing that with a mother and a father and a sibling is so fun. She's teaching us things already and hmm. change is always, you know, a little challenging. There's things that challenge you and it reminds us again, of our need to trust in the Lord. But Mm -hmm. it's been great, and Jim is amazing with her, and Jimmy is an extraordinary big brother. He has a huge heart and has waited so long for this, and um, it's wonderful to see how he Mm. loves her so much and loves being a big brother. That's beautiful. Wow. Well, any final thoughts or encouragements to share with our listeners, Molly? I guess that um, God offers redemption for all our mistakes, and Hmm. that he can breathe transforming life by the power of his Holy Spirit into even the most desperate and darkest seeming hours and places, and and that he brings joy. I Hmm. mean, he he turns it, literally turns it into joy, and that's what we've experienced. It's miraculous, and Hmm. I can testify to that transformation and how amazing it is. It's sometimes hard to see the fruitful forest from Mm. when we're in the middle of the trees Mm. and whether those trees are life altering, you know, crisis or day-to-day difficulties of special needs or whatever it is, he's always beckoning to allow us to work, to allow him to work within us. Mm. And so that's been kind of the the message, I guess, of my journey is that, you know, our human nature is frail. We have to keep reopening the door and mm-hmm. uh, letting him back in. But mm-hmm. uh, he will show us and help us realize the beautiful creation he's forming us to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Molly, thank you so much for the witness you are to all who know you. And you make me think of the scripture from First Peter 3.15. Always be um, ready to give an account to those who... Uh, ask you for the reason, for the hope that is within you. Do so with reverence and gentleness, and you're a wonderful witness to hope 